The Print Files, where we bring you the inside story on the printing industry by Print21, the people who know print. G'day and welcome to the latest episode of It's Been a Big Month in Print, the podcast for the print industry from The Print Files, where we dig deep into the big issues impacting the industry each month. I'm Wayne Robinson, editor of Print21. And I'm Lindy Hewson, publisher of Print21 and of PKN Packaging News. And this month, It's Been a Big Month in Print is being recorded at the Auspac Trade Show here at Melbourne Exhibition Centre. Yeah, because although this show is in the main processing and packaging, there's a lot of interest for print here. And particularly in the sustainable regard, which as we've been walking around the hall this week, is certainly one of the main themes of the expo. That's for sure. And you know, Wayne, we are just along the aisle from Detpak, the Flexo Offset and Digital Operation based in Adelaide. Wayne, tell us what is going on there. Yeah, Detpak, a fantastic company. It's developing, it's got a stand here, great booth. It's been developing a range of fibre-based packaging alternatives for its clients. Obviously, we know plastic in packaging is falling foul of consumer sentiment. Brands are looking for alternatives. Uh, Detpak is part of the move to lead the industry away from plastic in, in food packaging particularly. Uh, here it's showing its new fibre-based two-minute noodle cup for San Remo, new fibre-based packaging for fruit and vegetables, and, and that's currently being trialled by Woolworths in one of its flagship stores actually, and all its new recycled meat fibre-based packaging. The San Remo noodle cups, fantastic story. Anyone who's had noodles, which is basically anyone that's been up past <laughs> 11 o'clock at night, knows... <laughs> that uh, those cups that the noodles used to come in, horrible styrofoam cups, and particularly horrible for the environment, they were all basically dumped in landfill. Uh, that all being 35 million of them each year. Clearly, the planet, Australia, San Remo, the consumers, nobody wants that anymore. Debtpack have come up, worked hard, came up with a great solution for a fibre-based alternative, had to work very hard on simple and on what to the consumer would be unnoticeable, engineering, particularly the rim, had to work that out, worked really hard, done a fantastic job, and now all San Remo, the two-minute noodle cups, are environmentally friendly. They can be completely recycled, partly thanks to something that they've, uh, that um, Debtpack have put into the fibre. Yeah, proprietary that we obviously can't disclose here, yeah. and they didn't disclose to you. But, Wayne, Debtpack is just one of the great sustainable stories here. I personally have been talking to Opal, I've been talking to Zipform, there are a number of companies, Opal, huge, huge stand here, showcasing the, the full extent of the fiber-based opportunity in packaging across many market sectors. One thing that was notable in particular, also in the fresh food sector, for fruit punnets, um, and they've developed a fully recyclable fiber punnet with a compostable acetate window. They've also got excellent um, examples of digital print applications on their boards, all made by Australian paper. Really fantastic display that they've got here. Yeah, well, that's really great to see that, that Opal, Zipform, other companies here are, are kind of, everyone is now really focused on the sustainable issue. We just had a story in this week, Nigel Spicer, who is the one of the directors of Cactus Imaging, one of the big, large format print companies in the country. He's just been awarded the Innovator of the Year Award by the Outdoor Media Association for something called Smart Skin. That's a new media, billboard media, that uh, Cactus Imaging are developing, which they want to make available to the whole industry. And once that media has been used, once the build, billboard's finished, it's brought down. In the past, PVC, very bad, straight into landfill. 
this media is now being recycled into into garden furniture, into bollards, into that that kind of uh, plastic or, or recyclable items that are, that are easily bought. Doesn't it doesn't have to be the hold the brightest colour, uh, but it's fantastic. It's recycled. So all that PVC now doesn't need to go in there. Lindy, we're getting. Let's get back to Ozpac. Oh, yes. uh, we are. <laughs> you're quite closely associated with it as editor of PK and Packaging News, the biggest magazine in the industry. Tell us a little about a little bit about this show. Well, this show is the flagship show of an association called the Australian Packaging and Processing Machinery Association. And this year, this is the biggest business-to-business trade show making its first comeback after the COVID um, hiatus that we've had. It is, has also got uh, the most Australian exhibitors that it's had before, obviously, for reasons, some of them, because people can't, Chinese and other countries cannot be here. Um, but also just because there's a much stronger interest in exhibiting here as Manufacturers are now looking to buy local, to source local, and we've seen some fantastic examples of working machinery. There's more working machinery on this floor than there has ever been before at an OSPAC. And people are looking to buy local. The machinery is being designed by local OEMs, designed, manufactured here. It's a really, really great story. It's been such a successful show. The exhibitors have made so much effort with their stands. There are robots everywhere fantastic examples that we've just talked about about of sustainable packaging and um, industry 4.0 really taking it to the next level at the show um, so it, it bodes well for pack print which is just around the corner Wayne well, that's right yeah it has been it does bode well for pack print um, and it has been fascinating walking around and what you're talking there you're talking about Australian manufacturers developing innovative machinery one of the best examples of that here is Trimat uh, which many listeners will know Trimat systems with Matt Johnson and his team Oh, yes. Well, you know, Trimat had a huge success this week because we had the, um, as part of the OSPAC, the association APMA um, has its APMA Awards of Excellence. And in the Manufacturing (laughs) Award for the SME section, the Australian Manufacturing Award, Trimat has won for its Cardline 7000. Yeah, it was a great achievement. We were at the awards. Matt Johnson and the team were over the moon. Uh, I actually said to someone on the table, well, it's no surprise. I wasn't surprised that they won that award because it is a fantastic company. Just to give an example of one of the pieces of equipment on the show floor here, uh, they've got a machine that will take a a piece of printed carton, so you print it on your offset press, uh, you put it through this machine, and it will produce a box, a folded glued box. For commercial printers... That means that they can now become essentially packaging printers. We know bot, the box market is growing substantially. This machine costs $70,000. It's not going to put you in the same league as Visi, clearly. But that's not, what, that's not what is important. It means that you as a commercial printer for a relatively small investment through some innovative technology can now enter a market that is offering greater opportunities than perhaps the markets you're in already. So, yeah, it was fantastic to see. Well, I think we're going to see more of that at PackPrint. We are going to see just how dominant packaging and label printing is for commercial printers who are wanting to make the switch and profit from print. Um, but talking of packaging, as we are, Wayne, you were in Melbourne just two weeks ago at the big opening of EPAC, the first new printing plant in Australia for, well, uh, several years. So give us the give us the scoop. Yeah, well, that was a, another great story, a great encouraging story for print. And there's been many of those this month. It's, a big, it's been a big month in print. And the theme, really, for the month is is good news there's been lots of it going on EPAC is one of those good news stories it is essentially uh, marrying new market developments in its case craft food craft beer craft uh, uh, items of all kinds of dog food 
is, is one of theirs. It's, it prints pouches in the past for small operators, for entrepreneurs, for new companies. If they wanted to package their produce in a flexible package, flexible pouch, they had to essentially buy the pouch and then stick a label on it. What EPAC machines do, two HP Indigo 25Ks to print it plus a pouch making line, uh, they enable for those companies now to have to print directly onto the pouch. So all that real estate, front, back, all of it, uh, can be printed on. And in addition to that, it's on demand. So if, you're, if you are a uh, local food producer and you've got something that you want to put in, you can have that pouch next week or in three days' time. It doesn't have to be in six weeks, then you don't need a minimum order. So it's a new technology, a new market, a new opportunity. Uh, EPAC itself is, is, um, was only started five years ago. Now it's got plants all around the world. This is the first one in Australia, possibly coming to New Zealand soon. There's one in Korea and one in Indonesia in this part of the world. Interestingly, um, Jason Brown, the CEO, told me there that the biggest issue he had in setting up the plant, and it's a $10 million investment, fantastic plant, uh, was staff. And I guess that's no surprise to anyone in the printing industry or any industry because we all know the first thing we see as we walk into any shop these days is we're hiring. Yeah, well, skills shortage and staff shortage is a widespread problem and that kind of leads into one of the less favourable stories of this month, Wayne, the federal government's decision to cut five of the six apprentice categories from its Australian apprenticeships priority list. What's going on? Uh, yeah, Lindy, I've just been talking about good news. This is not good news. In fact, the industry is in shock with this decision. Training is a key part of its future, of course. Staff shortages are here, we know that. And the government has decided to cut print apprentices from its, from its priority list. The priority list basically means you, you as an employer and an employee get a fair bit of support when you, put in an apprentice, when you take on an apprentice. Uh, the government's got a list of those. Uh, not all industries qualify for that list. Priority obviously signifies what they think is a priority. Hairdressers, mechanics, those kind of people are on it. Print, which is a very large employer, 250,000 people are employed in the print industry in one form or another. It's also a for young people, although we in the print industry see many of the issues and problems going on, the way it's evolving, it is a world of opportunity for a young person. You can, If you're great at sales, you've got endless opportunity. If you're great at manufacturing, you've got endless opportunity. If, you, if you've got a brain that can connect the dots, you've got a real opportunity to marry up technology and, manu- and manufacturing. But the government seems completely oblivious to this. Um, fortunately, the, the uh, industry is uniting behind a plan to reverse and fight this decision. The PVCA and the TRMC, which of course will soon become one, the unions, various other stakeholders are getting together. And I'd encourage all print business in the country to get in contact with uh, Kelly Northwood with TRMC and see what you can do to get behind this issue. Well, let's hope that the print industry can unite as one and present its compelling case to the government, Wayne. Yeah. Now, print is an evolving industry and is rapidly engaging with new technology and the cloud in particular. And I understand there has been a major development there which could have far-reaching consequences for print. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, Lindy. Heidelberg, the world's biggest press manufacturer, which incidentally has just got back into the black this year after several years in the red, which is great news. Uh, Heidelberg is uh, this week launching something called Heidelberg Prenect Direct that's built on its Prenect digital workflow platform. And it's basically taking the whole print operation into the cloud. And what it is, when we talk about the far-reaching consequences, uh, what they are doing is they are in the one document, uh, in the one file, all the production details and all the admin details are all together. And then that all goes up to the cloud. And then the cloud, through Prenect Direct, 
directs the, the workflow, directs the print factory. So you input the job, you put all the job data in, you put the PDF file in with the job, and then you put all the admin details, the delivery time, the delivery address, the invoice, all that kind of stuff. All that goes in. And then it's all funneled back down and the, the Prinect directs the print room where it's most optimally to be produced and at what time we schedule with everything else. Fantastic system. And then the next stage to that is the print buyer themselves will be responsible for effectively setting and planning the jobs. Not planning the jobs, but setting them. So much the same way that we as the consumer now buy our own flight tickets, our own airline tickets. So in the past, you go to a travel agent, they'd sort the ticket out for you. Now, we buy the ticket, we book the flights, we choose our seats, we choose our meals, we choose our baggage levels. Heidelberg says that in, in the very near future, in fact, they can already do it as straightforward jobs, the print buyer will key in, it will upload the PDF of the job, will key in the delivery address, the delivery time, a few other details, and that will go straight to the press room. If the print the print business won't have anything won't see that it'll go straight through of course there'll be pre-flighting to make sure that it's all sure, you know, as yes. it should be mm-hmm. and that will save of course a whole heap of touch points and operator activity for the printer and make it much more efficient gosh well it's really good to see the harnessing you know, harnessing the power of new technology can only be good for print um, and there's every day there's something new isn't there mm, yeah there is now it has occurred to me this week, Wayne, we in Australia are all enjoying, well, not just this week, it's been occurring to me for a couple of couple of months now, we're all enjoying the benefits of living in a safe and secure country. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Milan attending IPAC IMA, we had the World Star Awards, and um, we, we paid tribute there to our fellow packaging companies in Ukraine. Um, and last night, we were at a an event right here, enjoying and that was for TNA, um, TNA Solutions, who are turning 40 um, this year. They're a massive packaging and processing company, global. And here, too, we were, we were look, looking at the plight of people less fortunate. Um, they have a really important foundation that they have started, Alf and Nadia Taylor. If we spare a thought for our colleagues, our, the people in Ukraine who have been living similar lives to us until three months ago and are now being bombed and shot. I mean, it it doesn't bear thinking about when we're just sitting here having a cup of coffee and a chat. Um, Amongst the many relief efforts, I understand, there is one from the print industry. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, that's right, Lindy. Ukraine, I think we all recognize it's a case of there, but for the grace of God go I. You know, we live here, they live there. That's so unfortunate for them. We've all met Ukrainian printers at various big trade fairs, Drupa, Label Expo, Fespa. They are essentially just like we are. But now they're really going through it. There's a new initiative called Print Against War. It's calling on the world's printers, converters, publishers, uh, suppliers to the printing industry, to the packaging industry, to join forces to support their colleagues in the Ukraine. Join or is obviously an incredibly difficult time. Uh, you can, as a print business, you can add a contribution option if, you, if you're, you sell your print online, or you can just make a donation. We're a long way from Ukraine, of course, here in Australia. Some European printers are actually doing work for their European, for their Ukrainian print friends. Uh, but we can all, however near or far we are, we can all play a part in the global, global print community to help those who need it most. As, in fact, we saw last night at the TNA event that you referenced, Linda. Yes, so TNA, just a quick word on them. Um, as I said, major packaging and processing Australian company that started small here and has just gone global over the last 40 years. 
But while they've been growing and being successful, they have not stopped giving back. Quietly started the uh, Nadia and Alf Taylor Foundation and over many years have helped thousands upon thousands of children get an education. It was truly, truly inspiring. Yeah, it was really inspiring. Well, on that note, Wayne, we need to wrap up this episode of It's Been a Big Month in Print, live from OSPAC. Um, we've had a great time here at OSPAC. We've actually been live streaming some of our podcasts. And um, it's been really exciting to see people take such an interest in the podcast medium. So, it has been a big month as ever. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We value your feedback, especially the good ones. Now it is time for me, Lindy Houston, to say goodbye. And it's goodbye from this episode of The Print Files from me, Wayne Robinson. We look forward to you joining us again next time for It's Been a Big Month in Print. The Print Files podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of Print 21, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Print 21, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast's audio, please contact Print 21 via their website, that's print21.com.au, or send an email to editor at print21.com.au. You can subscribe to The Print Files via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on the printing industry at print21.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast. Southern Skies Media.